1: cellos for here come the dreamers tell all the fellows to varnish their trumpets butter the crumpets and garnish the cellos let us get to it and do it upright welcome the dreamers with all
0: welcome to dream farm radio my name is julie lavender and i'm sitting in my family's lovely historic home overlooking the rolling new hampshire fields of dream farm I'm inviting you to drive down the country road of your imagination and join us right here in our barn with its soaring posts and beams and its panoramic view of the countryside. Today we'll welcome fantastic independent eclectic jazz musicians to play live music for us, share their recordings, and talk about what inspires them. We'll touch their dreams as we open our ears and our hearts, listening intently to the fresh jazz expressions they unleash. And you never know, Dream Farm Radio just might inspire you to fulfill a creative passion or two of your very own. Well, are you ready for some really fun music today? My guest at the farm is guitarist Jerry Bodwin and his trio. All right, welcome, Jerry.
2: Thank you for having us
0: jerry uh you're a little treasure that i just discovered because see i'm kind of the new kid on the block in the east coast i'm a california girl if you scratch the surface you're gonna find gonna find that out and uh so it's kind of delightful for me to be here and to discover some guys like you that have just been playing for years and years and doing great things in the boston greater boston area and who knows all over the place right
2: yeah it's been a long career (laughs) thank you
0: i'm looking forward to hearing about it and who did you bring with you here to the farm today
2: I brought my current trio, we're recording the record in, uh, in a few weeks, my son Gerard Bodren III on Vibes, and Brad Helena on Acoustic bass.
0: Well, welcome to you. I'm uh, really looking forward to sharing your music because it's classic, it's classy, and it's it's just happy music, don't you think?
2: I think so. Uh, music is definitely moods, and my music is definitely mood music.
0: You know, it's perfect for today. I mean, I think people today are going to hear the chirping of the birds outside kind of swinging with your (laughs) stuff. It's a beautiful, sunny day at the farm, and your music is really sunny. And you're, you know, you've got quite a history here, nothing to sneeze at. You've played with a lot of greats, over 50 recordings, and you've been on the Grammy nomination ballot. How many times?
2: Either three or four. I don't remember at this point. Oh
0: my God. You know, when you get to the point in your career when you can't remember how many times you've been on the Grammy ballot, mm, that's kind of cool. <laughs> anyway, so tell us about um, your uh, your trio.
2: My trio, I've had a, the Jerry Bowden Trio since I was about 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And it's, so just
0: a few years.
2: Just a few <laughs> years. And it's gone through many, many incarnations and many, many great players. And I'd say about two years ago, I was looking to do something different and I'd written some music that I wanted to present with a different instrumentation. And I'm used to doing a lot of gigs with no drummer, I enjoy that tremendously. Mm -hmm. But the standard jazz guitar trio I did for years and I made a bunch of records with just guitar, bass, and drums. Or guitar, bass, and drums and saxophone. And I want to do something different and Gerard, my son, has been playing on and off with me since he's 16. And he's also played with some of the great players that I've played mm-hmm. with. But he never really was sure if he wanted to be in this business. Because it's a tough business to be mm-hmm. in, and he grew it up is. in it. Yeah. But he decided he wanted it about two years ago, that he was going to go for it. So we started playing and rehearsing. And before I knew it, we had some great new material to do. And he's very astute about uh, helping me choose the material and arranging it. A lot, some of the arrangements today, his
0: Great. arrangements. so we're going to hear kind of a fresh uh, guitar trio with bass, vibes, and yourself, Jerry Bodwin on guitar. And I think we shouldn't keep people waiting anymore for all this happiness. So why don't you introduce your first song, the, the one you're going to play for us here live.
2: This is a song I wrote many years ago and I've recorded it a couple of times, and I reworked it with this trio. Uh, It's called Swinging with Dr. Jake.
0: Well, why don't you play it for us?
2: Thank you, we will.
0: So that's definitely happy, swinging music with a nice little bubble to it, right? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, it just makes me kind of want to pop the cork a little when I hear it.
2: That's interesting.
0: <laughs> well, tell me about Dr. Jake and who he, who he is and why Dr. Why Jake, that's an
2: interesting story. Because in 1992, my father was dying to cancel. And he had an oncologist that alienated him completely and our family. And I went one day to the hospital, and the oncologist and I got in an argument. And I told the oncologist, well, he's out of here. And the oncologist said, you can't do that. I'm his doctor. So Dr. Jake, Dr. Jake Joffe, uh, was a student of mine, a good friend. So I called Jake. I said, what do you do? And he said, put your father on the phone. And I gave the phone to my father, and Jake said to him, Am I your doctor and I'm Mr. Bowdoin? He goes, yes. He goes, okay, great. Ambulance will be there. Get you shortly. He was at Leahy Clinic and within no time at all. And awesome. I wrote that. I titled that tune for Jake. And to this day, at the Newton Wellesley uh, Hospital Operating Room, Jake plays that while he's giving people anesthesia. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That is a great But as, as you said, it's a happy tune. I've had some really gruff old jazz musicians say, that's a really nice tune.
0: It really is. And it,
2: it is happy.
0: And, and you know, it's that light breaking through a really dark situation when the right person right. right comes along and you just go, thank God for you, man.
2: Well, I've always right. said that the music in you is, what you do with it is dictated by the events in your life. Hmm. I don't play any gigs I don't want to do. Mm -hmm. I I only play music that I want to play. I mean, I'm fortunate to be at that stage. I Mm realize that.
0: Mm -hmm. You know, and that's what's kind of special about what we do here at the farm is that I get to feature people who are doing original music that they're passionate about. Not that playing standards isn't cool, but it's never really been my thing. I do okay at standards, but when I'm playing what I write, it's a whole other deal.
2: I can agree with that. If I listen to my recordings, when I record a standard tune, I completely rework it. It becomes part of my repertoire.
0: Right, it has to be something that really speaks from your heart, right, right. and your mind and your creativity. So um, today you're not playing any standards.
2: Oh, I've written 77 tunes, so I had a lot to choose from.
0: You know what? (laughs) I love that. I love that. So everyone, stay tuned because we are going to bring you more of Jerry Bowedwin and his wonderful uh, trio. I am Julie, and you are listening to Dream Farm Radio. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. You're listening to Dream Farm Radio, and I'm Julie Lavender, and my guest today in the farm, in the barn, is our, what is it, and it's an is, Jerry Bodwin's trio, right? But you are. Tell us your players again.
2: Uh, my son, Gerard the third on Vibes, Brad Helene on Acoustic Bass, and I'm Jerry Bodwin.
0: Right, and Jerry is a uh, composer and a great sideman, been in a lot of people's recordings, worked with Jay Giles, we're gonna get to that. Um, and uh, also written for television, all kinds of things, but for the moment, we wanna talk a little bit about your son, who's right here, Gerard Bodwin III, That's right? That's him. Who is the vibe player who makes your trio kind of fresh, right?
2: Fresh and unique.
0: Right, and so what what's he gonna bring to the party here today?
2: Be- besides his very tasteful playing, He wrote one of the songs that is in our regular show. Is
0: that going to be on your album? Oh, yes. Awesome.
2: In fact, it's already been recorded once before.
0: So tell us about this tune. This song is
2: called Blue Once Again, and Gerard really likes minor keys. And a lot of the musicians that he enjoys, like Nina Simone, sing in minor keys. The other thing I find interesting about my son's approach is that he's not trained, you know, uh, university trained in music. He had great teachers in the Waltham school system where we were, my hometown. Mm-hmm. As far as learning how to play his instrument. And now he's able to play jazz, but he basically taught himself.
0: Wow, cool.
2: I mean, you know, from playing, and like I said earlier, he's been playing with some great musicians since he was 16.
0: And, and how's he, it going?
2: It's going great. It's really going fantastic. And this song he wrote, I felt that it was uh, very indicative of his personality. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of searching and introspective. And he's always tweaking his music. The intro that we're gonna do for this song, we just did the other day. We've been playing it for a couple of years now. And he just, all in the spur of the moment, added something, he and Brad cut together and added something until you know, fine-tune the song.
0: Well that's cool. I'm thinking that um, we'd all like to hear it and hear what uh, kind of came through the DNA from Jerry Bodwin down to Gerard the third Bodwin plan in a minor key blue once again. Will you guys do it for us?
2: You certainly will. <laughs>
0: You know, i really enjoyed that tune i've been coming in and out while you were warming up and then when i got to sit down and put the headphones on and really enjoy what you did it it was super cool Thank you. and and i like hearing stories of musicians who are driven by intuition and natural ability to to learn a craft maybe outside of the um academy do you know what i mean well i
2: I, I went to school at Berkeley, and it was the, and, and when I went, it was the best education you could get in jazz. Hmm. But the thing that I found out is when I got out there and started working with some of those famous people you were talking about, like Jay McShann and Eddie Cleanhead Vincent and Alan Dawson, I had a whole lot to learn.
0: What did you learn there that you didn't learn at Berkeley?
2: I learned how to present the music. I learned how to... not be afraid to create, not be afraid to fall on your face in front of 500 people.
0: You didn't get that? What's the difference between presenting with these guys and presenting? Because
2: you're presenting, when you're playing in an ensemble, the only critic is your teacher. When you're Mm -hmm. playing with somebody like Eddie Cleanhead Vincent or the great Kansas City pianist, Jay McShann, there's a whole audience out there that know jazz.
0: Did they sit down and, and take you apart? when when you played with them, or did you just know? Those two internal? didn't, but I've
2: had others that have, believe me. Really, <laughs> so was that a
0: helpful experience?
2: I don't find it helpful when it's done, done in anger, or when it's done in a demeaning manner. When Eddie would teach me something, or Jay McShane would teach me something, it was always done in a helpful manner. When so Alan Dawson feel, would um, teach me something. Is
0: the word safe important to you in terms of risk-taking? Is that a word that now? That's a word that that uh, sort of reverberates with many people feeling safe to be creative and take risks and try something with a new group. Um, how would you describe? Did you just feel supported, or did you feel when you were with, with these guys? With Eddie,
2: with Eddie and Jay McShan? I felt supported because mm-hmm. they had let. I mean, Eddie used to let me go. He just let me go.
0: You mean in solos and solos?
2: Yeah. Was, no matter there, what happened. We were playing at night stage in Boston, and. He kept telling me to go, and I was going and until I was exhausted. I mean, I don't know what else I was going to say. Then he just looked at me. That's enough. I said, "What were you doing to me on the break?" He said, "He goes, the Boston Globe photographer was there. He goes, he wanted to take my pictures, so I made him take yours. I've had my picture in the paper plenty of times. You haven't."
0: Oh my gosh! <laughs> and I was in the so Globe the next day. Cool. And how did you feel like that? Just sort of, kind of, eruption of all those notes for such a long period was, of time. It was difficult,
2: out. but. Alan Dawson was the drummer on that gig, and he's he played with Dave Brubeck. And Alan told me he did fine.
0: Because <laughs> you really put it out there. Yeah, you really. He put really me on do. the
2: spot, but it also was in a positive way and for a positive thing.
0: Yeah, that's cool. So it gave you maybe an edge, right, to be doing that versus being in a classroom setting.
2: Right. I had I got the knowledge from the classroom, but when you apply the knowledge, there are mm-hmm. people that didn't go to school that can teach you. That that's the next. Mm-hmm. That's the next university. Right, and so that's what Gerard's been doing his whole life.
0: Gerard, so you, you, Gerard's here, but we didn't mic him up, so he's getting he's he's a, giving approval here to Dad's <laughs> explanations. But do you feel like Gerard has kind of gotten what he's needed from the real life experiences of playing? Oh with yeah, people,
2: I really do. He was we were playing a symphony gig where he was in the percussion section, mm-hmm. playing bells. He must have been about I know, 12, I that. 13, I don't remember, and. Jazz guitar legend Bucky Pizzarelli and I were the guests of the symphony, and Gerard and mm-hmm. my wife played mm-hmm. in it. And when Bucky heard Gerard play, he made him come out and set his bells up between me and him. And we played Swinging with Dr. Jake that night in front of the symphony oh, orchestra. Oh my
0: goodness, Is that, that's one of those greatness moments. When, when, when
2: I work with the younger, I, I have never ever once yelled at a younger musician, mm-hmm. no matter how bad a mistake they make, because that's how you learn, and that's what the education has stopped doing.
0: Well, this is really cool, and I'd love to talk to you afterwards because it kind of mirrors my own experience of being more intuitive than um, trained in many ways as a musician. But let's feature another one of your songs here, uh, something you called convoluted blues. Let's hear it, and then maybe we'll have a moment to talk about it. Thank you. I really dig this tune, so tell me convoluted blues. What was the vibe behind this thing?
2: I, I was in a wacky mood that day. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I love playing blues, and I have a reputation in the blues community also, because I played a lot of blues gigs mm-hmm. to support my family when I was younger. When Gerard comes in, we, we he and Brad go, I don't play on Gerard he and Brad just go mm-hmm. and then it settles into a real blues groove and it mm-hmm. goes back to the convoluted for all the groove.
0: people who are waiting for the real blues right, because they get it, was it there. in the name so you but, do the convoluted and they do the blues and I'm going to do the radio announcer thing and end this segment I'm Julie uh, Lavender you're listening to Dream Farm Radio I'm with Jerry Bodwin and his trio and we're going to be right back mm-hmm. well welcome back you're listening to dream farm radio and i'm julie lavender and my guest is jerry bodwin and his trio and uh, it's a fresh guitar trio with vibraphone bass and of course jerry on guitar and uh, we just heard convoluted blues which was kind of cool we've been talking about intuitive or self-trained musicians versus um maybe only academy trained or you know professionally trained musicians i kind of in one, I'm a hybrid because I have a degree in classical guitar performance, but really my heart has always been songwriting and singing and composing and then performing that. So, you know, I throw myself into the deep end with you guys who are really, you know, epic pros and, uh, Um, so I like to do that but I also wanted to share a recording that I wanted you to hear and tell me what you think about it's called Tin Man it's a tune I wrote and I've recorded it on the west coast with some players Um, Anthony Smith is a vibraphone player Rob Thorson on bass and Kamel Kenyatta on piano they were big Southern California San Diego type players and so um, I I want you to give me some feedback tell me what you think of this tune it's called Tin Man from my recording uh, Never Felt the Sun Um.
1: Nothing gets out And sugar, no one gets in Locked inside your Metal shell There's a someone you don't know To blood <laughs> Or cold Sorrow comes before
2: that was absolutely wonderful. You liked it? I liked it very much. I liked the band too.
0: Yeah. And this is from a person who's not uh, you know, trained in university from in, in, to play jazz music or write well, jazz. The it just vocal, came from vocals were great. Inside, You play piano also huh? I play enough to write and on certain pieces right. I play piano for myself in performance, but
2: That was really refreshing.
0: Cool. What did you think there? He liked when it walked, right? <laughs> well, this is good from a nice uh, vibe. Well, see, there. then again,
2: as we were talking about earlier, I mean, when it changed the mood. I mean, as soon as the bass played, it was like, ding, yeah, ding, 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 right. Ding, and then ding, it went back. To, I mean, it changes the mood of the song.
0: Yeah, it does. Well, thanks for giving me uh, a few minutes of your ears. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was really nice.
3: <laughs>
0: and I love talking with you about. Um, this whole thing about what makes a musician, because I think we're sometimes overeducated in the left brain nowadays, cramming people full of um, information, and we feel smart, and people are smart, but there's a lot, a lot of debt, and a lot of um, common sense missing sometimes from the educations we get. Uh, Debt loaded on, but common sense missing, right?
2: Well, I'll I'll boil it down to what my father used to say, and he was the World War II veteran that. Left, left high school at 16 and never graduated from high mm-hmm. school, never mind college, and was very successful. <laughs> he said, some people, <laughs> he said, some people are so smart, they're stupid. <laughs> and yes, I won't mind that they were on the radio.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's our, you know, and you said you, you uh, worked with, did you say you felt like the last generation of great musicians who didn't come through school to be I think musicians. my
2: generation or shortly thereafter was it. I mean, in my career, I've worked with, you said, some great players, Mm -hmm. and none of them went through the university uh, jazz education. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, Jay McShann lived the whole history. He was a Kansas City jazz pianist, and he and Count Basie were contemporaries, Mm -hmm. and he always said Basie had to leave Kansas City because his town wasn't big enough for the two of them. (laughs) And... Jay was born. I mean, he performed the whole history of jazz. They used to call him the last little whorehouse piano players because his gigs in Kansas City were playing 10 hours a day in whorehouses. Wow. Yeah.
0: Wow. You know, you met everybody. Tell us how you got to work with Jay Giles. You continue that, don't you?
2: Uh, Jay Giles is something else. He's like my brother. I was playing a guitar show in 1992. uh, And after my set, this guy came up to me and said he liked my music. Uh, He said, hi, I'm Jay Giles and I have some of your records. (laughs) And I went like, wow. He's been a huge jazz fan since he was a kid.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: And we got together and played. We did a show, I think. Because he
0: was more a blues guy?
2: uh, Blues and rock, Mm -hmm. rock and roll. I mean, he had mega hits in the Mm -hmm, 80s.
0: Jay Giles Band.
2: Yeah, Jay Giles Band. And he and I have been playing together ever since. Uh, We played all over the country, Canada. Uh, We uh, made... Three records with a group I, I put together called New Guitar Summit, which is me yeah, and Jay. Yeah, I saw the video. It was, it was very out, cool. And of, end, of, end of DVD, I forgot about that. And Jay's made two jazz records on his own. In fact, uh, Jay plays vibes, besides playing guitar. Nice. But he called my son in when he was 18 to play vibes on some of the songs on his jazz record where he played guitar because Gerard was... He felt would do a better job than he did.
0: (laughs) Wow, that is nice. Kudos, Gerard.
2: And Jay has also produced the last—I don't know—five or seven records of mine. He's an unbelievable record
0: producer. Any collaborations uh, wind up being any of the ones that you were nominated for on the Grammy ballot?
2: As far as music, Mm -hmm. Jay wrote some of the arrangements of the standards we did, Mm -hmm. but all the original material for New Guitar Summit's mine.
0: Wow, and you were saying. um, but yeah. he produced them all. He oh, was the nice. producer. And you were saying, I mean, it's no small thing to be uh, on the Grammy ballot, which you have been four times, you said. Three or four, they say. Yeah. And it's,
2: it, it, it is. It, it's really an honor to have them even look at it. Mm-hmm. I mean.
0: Because 10,000 CDs or albums will go to one particular. They say some 20,000. To just one guy who gets to present, right? Yeah. Well, let's hear this tune that uh, you want to kind of wrap the show up with musically. It's called uh, Mother's Day Waltz, and I'm a mom, so I can dig it. Will you guys play
1: it?
2: We certainly will.
0: sweet sweet mood piece for your mama
2: yes it was because you forgot
0: to give her a card so you wrote her a song exactly right that's right folks this has been uh, Jerry Bodwin and his trio we've got uh, obviously Jerry Bodwin on guitar we've got Brad Helene on bass and Gerard Bodwin the third right and people are going to find you at francescarecords.com correct great I'm Julie Lavender you've been listening to Dream Farm Radio with the Jerry Bodwin trio come back and bring Jay Giles we'd love to great everyone thanks for listening it's been a
1: delight when you touch a dream well you know you've touched a dreamer when you Truly listen to a tender song.
2: For photos of the farm, show information, or to learn about becoming a sponsor, visit dreamfarmradio.com where you can sign up to receive free weekly episodes of our program. Dream Farm Radio is produced by Don Richardson at MLCrecording.com. Thanks for listening.
1: Every dreamer Someone who'll touch their dreams.